is huge. I mean, it's like a man. It, it's big. Kane, son. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Just tell me one thing, Burke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study. Not to bring back. But to wipe them out. That's the plan. You have my word on it. All right, I'm in. Let's rock! Look on my works, ye mighty, and despair. Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga Podcast. I am your host, Jamie Prater, and I'm joined by my co-host. Patrick Green, hacking up along here in the background, getting over <laughs> what felt like it almost was a cold, but it didn't quite develop, so I just ended up with a lot of post-nasal drip and coughing. Interesting. So. Keeping alive during cold season. I got to say, with little <laughs> kids, it's uh, it's difficult. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It is a beautiful, a little bit gloomy day here in LA, but it's- What temperature more... is it over there right now? It is a freezing, hang on, 55 degrees. Wow. That's, that's yeah. pretty cold. Yeah, it is. I mean, it'll yeah, probably get we're up dealing to like with a. We've got a cold snap right now. It's 36 as I'm looking at it, but it feels it feels colder. It's been pretty chilly over here lately. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know what's not been chilly? Alien news. Yeah, we have been getting a ton of updates lately. That transition actually worked really well um, on both the <laughs> FX series and the and Romulus too, which is amazing. Of course, most of this is happening because the strike has ended, the SAG mm. after strike and the writer strikes. So we're able to talk about these things now and get news. And a lot of um, industry figures are coming back out into the press now. And uh, it really has felt like the last week has just been, uh, I mean, it's been a mile a minute with announcements and interviews mm -hmm. and people talking, mm -hmm. which is great because I think we were all getting to this place, especially with the Holly series, even just a couple of weeks ago of being like, is this thing going to survive this? Like, what is, you know, when the strike had no end in sight and we were kind of mm -hmm. like, is this thing? Because it, it just felt like it was kind of paused in a weird way. But it's definitely happening now. And of course, they're saying they're going to be resuming production in the beginning of the new year, something like January, mm -hmm. February, with mm -hmm. a targeted release date of early 2025, which could very well happen. Pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting. I mentioned this in our chat the other day. It's great to be in this place as an alien fan where we're getting not only probably a two hour movie at least, but we're getting a 10 hour TV show within six months of each other. That is very exciting. To the the roll up, the excitement, the the promotion, everything that's going to happen, probably I would imagine I don't know any day now we're going to get a couple of first stills from the film from Romulus at least you know we might be you know we got the stills from the Fallout movie or the Fallout series that um, is coming up and that got me thinking like because that was another project that I had been very excited about for a long time had been kind of like where where is it is it going to survive the writer strike and mm. now it's like you know we're seeing photos of people in costumes and effects and things and it's like really happening so I definitely think we're going to be getting that um, especially for Romulus if not for the Holly series soon mm. as well but um, back to the kind of get things rolling here but the Holly series He's done some interviews, including this one really beautiful extended interview that looked like it took place in his house, uh, which is quite nice, in Austin, Texas. Uh, and he talks about things like, uh, you know, like the aesthetic of the film, that, or the, of the series that he's aiming for. And he talks about some of the, you know, intricacies of working with the creature. And 
uh, I'll hand it over to you to kind of take us through some of it. But before I do, something that I really like about what he talked about was the need to find what makes the creature and the life cycle scary today, as opposed to just relying on what it's historically been scary for. And I think that's something we've talked about, especially lately quite a bit, because we are in a, a state as a global you know, culture now where I think fear is pretty near the, you know, the surface of our daily existence for a mm -hmm. lot of different reasons, whether it's, you know, conflicts in the Middle East or other geopolitical conflicts or artificial intelligence or, you know, all these things that machine learning people are kind of freaked out about. So I'm excited to see what he does with that. I am too. Uh, a couple of things that he said that Red is really refreshing to me was his approach to this. And he talked about the alien movies. He's like, you know, generally in an alien film, you have people and I'm running from point A to point B and you have this, you know, you know, this is the company and this is what's happening. And then you have the life cycle. And he said, it works really well in that format. He said, but that format might not work that well in a 10 hour show. So how do you change that? How do you make that work? How do you bring the world of alien to a series in a little bit of a different format? And I love that approach to me. And I, I know that there's been some issues with some character names and some things here and there that we've seen, but those are the right questions that you've that he's asked. How do you tell the story? How do you tell a gripping story? And it has to delve into other things as opposed to, oh my God, there's an alien in a corridor. We got to run. You know, it's got to be deeper than that because it's not going to sustain, just like a, a film about, you know, Marines for the sake of Marines, isn't going to sustain a, a movie. It's got to be deeper than that. So I'm very excited to see what he has in store and his approach. I know that there has been some casting announcements, which we'll get to later. Um, but I, as I've said from the beginning in Holly, I trust, I think that this is going to be pretty amazing. I do too. And just a note on the aesthetics, he's talking quite a bit about how he prefers, you know, old computer terminals over things like holograms and, you know, 3D mm -hmm. modeling and things. And I feel like, not 3D modeling, 3D uh, visuals. I feel like that is also a really good sign. Mm -hmm. And it's not surprising given what we've seen with his other work. And of course, for for me, my experience with his work is Fargo and um, and Legion, both of which have very grounded aesthetic realities mm -hmm. and are really beautiful to look at. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's, you know, it's all boding very well. And I, I think he's absolutely right that if you want to have a series on this thing that can sustain itself, if you just have a bunch of people running from, you know, facehugger, you know, from eggs that are opening up and facehugging people, like it's going to get old really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh the character names are interesting. I guess an, another news item while we're talking about this, there have been two, at least two, maybe maybe more than that, casting announcements recently about this series. Uh, the the second of which we'll get to in a minute because it confirm it's you know a, a pretty big uh, star, which is very exciting. But also we had the announcement that um, let me find his name because he was somebody I had not heard of. David Riesdahl is joining the cast mm. as Kirsch, who is uh, working with this character, Wendy, who's played by Cindy Chandler. And from what we know, Wendy, of course, she is this like child in the body of an adult synthetic, which of course is weird. I mean, like I'll we can call that out. Like that sounds very strange and very strange, potentially problematic, but I mean, you know, I, I trust what he's doing with it. Um, that's like, I, I think, an exciting thing to get more names, but it's also, it leads to more people seeing things like the character names and having protracted complaining sessions online about things like toodles and, you know, these, these names that are just kind of ridiculous. Um, 
And to me, I like I also have that gut reaction because it does it just sounds like what is what is up with this series? Like why why is he doing all these things? But then I I look at Holly's other work and I find comfort from the fact that a lot of his other work deals with the absurd and with using the absurd as a vehicle for storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, Legion being a great example of that. But also in Fargo, a lot of the time it's kind of funny. Like the situations that these characters are in are very darkly comedic. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the idea of, you know, these characters with kind of slapsticky sounding names and, you know, call sheets, it might be setting us up for an unexpected, dark, comedic lens into Alien, which uh, I don't know, that that could work, maybe. Perhaps. I don't know. I don't really think that the names that we're seeing are the, are going to be the final names. I think that they're fucking with us, to be honest with you. I, I, they're just they're you don't think toodles is going to be i don't and then there's some other like kermit and warbly or whatever yeah Yeah, like i just those names are too outlandish those are names that you give projects of whom you're trying to slowly like maybe you're spreading some misinformation you're trying to bring people in but those are i just don't think that those are the final names they sound too crazy and they sound crazy enough that they're like oh let's tell you these names almost to see how we react to it it's it's very interesting but that aside if anyone has seen legion which i know you have fargo which i've seen a little bit of fargo i've not seen too much of it but legion is the one of the most authentic original things i've ever seen on tv i've never seen its equal in its own way and any doubt people might have and i'm not saying holly might not make a mistake or might you know make the wrong choice with alien it's very possible Uh, but his track record has proven that he knows what he's doing so i really i have given him my kind of emotional trust i think what we're going to end up getting in the Holly show, it might be a little bit more satisfying than what we get from Romulus. Not that Romulus won't be amazing. I can't wait to see it, hopefully with you and everyone else. Uh, but the Holly show is where it's at for me. It's really exciting. I have to do a correction quick. I know we're doing a, n- a news episode, so I should probably get it right. Um, David Riesdahl is not playing Kirsch. That's being played by the other actor we're about to talk about, which is Timothy mm. Elephant. Mm-hmm. Um it's called Timothy Elephant. <laughs> Timothy Elephant. Um, <clears throat> I don't know actually who David Riesdahl is playing. Anyway, we'll we'll figure it out. But let's go. Let's go to Timothy Elephant because uh, that's that's a really big deal. Mm. Um, of course, everybody knows him from Justified, from The yeah. Office, from you know he's been a pretty consistent Mandalorian. Presence. Mandalorian. Um, just an just a wonderful wonderful screen presence. Such a talented actor. Uh, brings so much like gravity and realism and often humor to the roles that he plays. I, I mean, he just sounds like he's going to be great. And I think it's also nice that he's older. He's in his mid fifties and he, I think he'll help to kind of balance out some of the almost exclusively very young cast that we've seen so far with just a little bit of kind of, you know, help to kind of bridge the generational gap a little bit there in the casting area. Uh, and yeah, he's playing a synthetic scientist and he is the one that is the, he's uh, Wendy's, um, mentor of some kind so mm. uh yeah i think that's a really cool casting announcement i i think so too and it's there's been a lot of talk about the y- young cast of romulus and i know that we've talked about it as a show here and there um and i think our our fears are a little bit um well i don't i'm not saying we have any fear i think that uh our trepidation we've talked through it a little bit so um we're in a good place with it but it's nice to see adults cast in these roles um oliphant's casting very much to me feels like tom scarrett's casting an alien he's yeah. got that he's probably well tom scarrett was in his late 40s he's 40 to late 40s yeah yeah um 
and Oliphant's a little bit older than that, but it's just nice to have the the weight of older people in a show like this. Again, it's not to say that's going to be perfect. I don't know, but I know what you're going to say. <laughs> it's just on brand for you is all I'm saying. <laughs> I will be 64 next week. <laughs> it is nice. I agree. And it, and I think to me, the big thing, and I keep getting Romulus and uh, and, and the FX series mixed up because yeah, we don't have that many uh, casting announcements for the FX series yet. But I think... What I find really nice is that Timothy Oliphant, because of his, keeps it keeps sounding like I'm saying elephant. It's That's okay. It sounds like Oliphant from um, Lord of the Rings movies. It's an Oliphant, but it's a big elephant. Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, He's the Oliphant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the name of this episode. Actually, we probably should. Um, what's nice though is that he's a he's a star. Like he's a bankable, you know, very sellable star, and that gives me all this confidence around this series like seeing that somebody like him with his like bankability especially on television like Raylan Givens is one of the most iconic characters of the early 20th century 21st century I think mm. you know, unjustified I, I think that means that like this thing is really happening like this yeah. is they are they are signing up big names to it it's very public so you know as recently as two weeks ago I truly personally was in a place of kind of wondering if this was going to happen or not or what was going to come of this and now like I mean it's definitely happening Yo, Patrick fucking hates Noah Hawley. <laughs> it is happening. It's so exciting. Last part on the casting of Timothy Olyphant. I don't know if you've seen some of the comments under the post of his casting announcement. Everyone's like, oh my God, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. It's yeah. positive after positive yeah. after positive. This one casting bit, people trust and love this man as an actor so much that his casting has turned people's heads. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, hey. This is something I'm going to take seriously. And I think it's a bit of um, marketing on their part. I definitely. I think the casting is certainly Timothy is a great actor. Number two, he's a big name. He's a big name on TV, at least. And I think them casting was a lateral move. It was a move to kind of ring people in and say, hey, no, I think we know what we're doing. And we know what we do. We know what we're doing so much that Timothy Oliphant is now a part of this team. Exactly. So, right. So. It's, so you can um, trust the project. You know? Yes. And and just because this is a news update, the, according to Deadline, the rest of the cast that we have at the moment is we have Oliphant as um, Kirsch. We have Alex Lothar as CJ, the soldier. Samuel Blinken as Boy. <laughs> These names are so crazy. Boy Cavalier, uh, who is a CEO. Ridiculous. And Essie Davis as Dame Sylvia. Adarsh Gurav as Slightly. And Kit Young as Toodles. These, they, they do sound... They do sound made up. I, sound I agree with you. Completely made up. But uh, I mean, it's just I, be, that would be a weird 4D chess move to give fake names to people. I, I don't. I don't know. That's true too. Uh, uh, and you know also, uh, what's interesting about this and the elephant in the room, the other one is we have this movie coming out in less than a year, less than nine months. Yeah. We've seen barely a still from. We've <laughs> seen all sorts of production art from. The Holly series. We've seen casting announcements. We've seen more from this mythical series that they announced over three years ago than we have from this movie that's nine months away. Which is strange. Like, why haven't you know? I the the impatient twelve year old in me is like, why haven't you guys shown some a, a couple of clips or stills from Romulus? Like, 
it's weird. I don't know why yeah. this is happening. And it's I mean, okay. There's nothing to lose. There's nothing to lose by doing that. Like, yeah, like what? Yeah. I mean, the film's been done for months. Like, yeah. why? Why are you not showing anything? It's yeah. not like you're going to spoil something for people. I, I'm sure they want to wait till Alien Day or something in that area to do some huge reveal of things. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. You could still be putting stuff out. You could be showing us. It just gives confidence, especially in a time when we have these huge strikes happening and things are getting canceled and delayed. It, it's just it's a nice way to show people like, hey, don't worry. Like this is coming out and it looks really good. You know? Yeah. And you have robert eggers nosferatu which won't release until december 24th perhaps i think of 2024 or december 21st something like that and they've shown us two stills from that film which just wrapped production two months ago three months ago not even three months ago and i'm like wait we can see a couple stills from the robert eggers film that's more than a year away but this film that's nine months away we know nothing about we've heard nothing about interesting and i'm not being like i'm not angry i'm just impatient i'm excited i'm a fan i trust fede alvarez i trust everyone involved i just want something i I feel like we're probably going to get something before the end of the year though can you imagine if you and I or whoever were invited to the set of Holly's Alien series? Oh, my God. To kind of move along for a minute, uh, back to Romulus, speaking of Romulus, uh, Kaylee Spaney did an interview. Of course, Kaylee Spaney is very much in the news at the moment because of her Priscilla film, which have you seen that? I have not. And neither have I. I've heard great things about it. Oh, that's um, Sofia Coppola, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot some controversy. I do like Jacob Elordi, too. He's a great actor. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I might check that out. Yeah, I bet it's good. Uh, so, so the quick news item with Kaylee Spaney's interview, which she did with Variety, is that this takes place between the events of Alien and Aliens, which of course is confirming some perfect organism reporting from like May or something mm-hmm. <laughs> from a long time ago. Pretty cool. Um, so you can trust what we say because we only report yes. on things we know for a fact. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the the to me the more exciting thing in her announcement or her interview rather, is that uh, the effects teams behind this are confirmed to be Legacy Studios, which is what Sam Winston Studios became, along with uh, ADI, um, or Studio Gillis rather now. So that I think is great. And of course, you know, we know that this movie is going to be very practical. We know that Fede loves in-camera things. And we know that although he has a background in CG, he really relies heavily on in-camera effects work. And um, investing in two of like the great powerhouses of practical effects for me for a film like that's amazing. I would agree. Um, whoever was going to be in charge of the creature effects or whatever, I always know that they're probably it's probably always going to look good. But to have the people who fundamentally understand the way that these creatures work, it, they have my support. Now I don't really I have some issue with where ADI went with the creature design later on, like with the avp films and alien resurrection that the mouths sort of changed they got wider they the teeth got kind of they're less human-like and more oval i'm nitpicking but um so i i hope we can really get back to that big chap aesthetic whatever it is but i have complete faith in these people these are amazing people in charge of the effects and again i think fede alvarez knows what he's doing and i think he set up a good team yeah, and I think the reasoning. I mean, of course, for Resurrection, it's because they're they're genetically different from the, mm. the creatures in the, in the earlier movies. They're you know being interspliced with human DNA and things like that, so they look different. And also in the AVP films, you know, they wanted to bulk them up and make them look more imposing to make it more of like an action, you know, alien versus predator kind of a setup, because the predator has all these weapons and things, and they wanted to kind of scale the alien to look more of a threat. Um, in terms of like a battle. So I, I, you know, I think both of those examples are driven by storytelling considerations. And I think this could be a great opportunity to return, like you're saying, to more of an elegant, you know, 
humanoid, but alien, alien again. Mm-hmm. Um, and just one more quick thing before we uh, wrap is that Dana Gonzalez, who was originally listed as a cinematographer for the TV series uh, that Holly's putting out, is going to be directing some episodes along with Holly. Holly, And uh, that also is great because, of course, Dana Gonzalez directed numerous episodes of Fargo, which again, um, I mean, I like Fargo even more than Legion. I think it's amazing. Mm. Um, and Timothy Oliphant also was in Fargo too. So like the, yep. some of this makes sense. It kind of comes, you know, full circle. As was um, this, the other guy uh, that you that we Rice, reported. Uh, or, uh, what's Rice, his name? Reisdell. David Reisdell. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We're probably butchering his name. Yeah, I apologize. Sorry. Somebody correct us. Please come on our show though anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how to say it by appearing on Perfect Orchids and the Alien Soccer <laughs> Podcast. Uh, thanks everybody. We really hope you, uh, you know, are just as jazzed as we are about all these new interviews and all these new updates coming out. It's a great time to be an alien fan. Like Jamie it said, really is. very exciting. It is very exciting. Just a reminder, we're taking a break for a couple of cycles. So just a reminder to everyone, we have two more episodes coming out and then we're taking a two cycle break. So we won't come back until mid January, which is great because I'm going to be gone in England for about a month. It gives me time just to kind of hang out and I can record while we're over there. But uh, I'm excited. We have a really great year ahead of us with a movie coming out, with the series coming out, with Alien Day happening. Um, who knows what else is in store from P.O., if, by the way. Um, you might see us at a Comic-Con or something. I don't know. We'll let you guys know. We hope. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. To find out more information about Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, please go to www.perfectorganism.com. If you would like to support the show, please go to www.perfectorganism.com forward slash support. Thank you.